0: There is a weight that you and I can carry that uh, is a weight that God never intended us for carry, to carry, and that is resentment and bitterness. Forgiveness is something God invites us into for our own good, and today we're going to be talking about that, that virtue, that virtue of being able to forgive others. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word, and my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in, and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out and I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into his word and I saw how much he had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years, and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I wanna share with you.
1: Hey, welcome back to the podcast, Eric Hurd. So today we're gonna talk about forgiveness, which is a pretty deep subject
0: yes it is but it is a critical subject you know we're doing this series on reciprocal life and really uh, for the past two podcasts we've been dealing with one verse out of ephesians 4 32. Uh, actually verses 25 through 32 is this incredible directives for healthy relationships but the last verse is kind of like this tripod of of healthy living we talked about you know and here's what the verse says so be kind to one another tender hearted forgiving each other just as god in christ has forgiven us and so we talked about kindness we talked about compassion forgiveness is what we're talking about today
1: well it's uh, it's something we can't take lightly and uh, you know when it com- when i hear the word forgiveness mm-hmm. sometimes that word can be used at such different levels and um, to truly forgive is deep and to just say oh you know I can forgive that or whatever sometimes it's really light and so it's it has a like a, what am I looking a spectrum to mm. it does yes.
0: it yes yes and I, I think you know if you go to the base word the the definition is to cancel a debt you know so so uh, if if in a financial thing to forgive is to is to really pay back So, so let's say, um, you know, I owed you $800 and you said to me, you know what? I'm good. You don't owe me a thing that would be forgiving a debt, but it's, it's in relationships that it gets really tricky because just the nature of human beings, we injure each other. We hurt each other. Sometimes it's intentional. Many times it's unintentional. Doesn't matter. The word forgiveness means to cancel the debt. I'm no longer gonna hold what you did against me, and so you talked about spectrum. Oh my goodness! So you know, you know, somebody might, um, you know, say something that just kind of grates you, and 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 you know, and so you just forgive the person and just go, you know, I'm not gonna worry about it. It's not a big thing, but man, if somebody you know, really uh, hurts your reputation, slanders you, steals from you. You know, you go to the higher levels of, of offense. Yeah, forgiveness definitely has a spectrum.
1: So, yeah, the the weight of the forgiveness has a spectrum. So the definition is very cut and dry. It's yes. a, a debt forgiven. Yes,
0: not forgotten.
1: Not forgotten. Yeah,
0: and, and because uh, the reality is, is that you know? In forgiveness, I recognize that somebody owes me something. Somebody has offended me, and uh, and it's it's interesting because I pay the price of my lack of forgiveness. In other words, um, you know, I've been have been hurt by people that were supposed to protect or love me, and in in my family, I I got hurt, and and it was destroying my anger and my resentment and bitterness was destroying my life. And, and yet the very people that hurt me weren't paying a penalty whatsoever. Forgiveness is literally for you. Mm. Now, when I forgive another person, it brings the possibility of a relationship. So like in, in uh, Romans 12, 18, and one of my favorite verses in relationship, because it's so real. It says, uh, if at all possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace w- with everyone. Now, what I love is it's not always possible, but it, when I forgive somebody, it makes it possible. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, there's a lot to unpack there, and what I started to think about while you were saying that is there have been times in my life where someone has maybe come to me and said, hey, I'm sorry, and I want to forgive, but to actually, in my heart, forgive them, it's a it can be a big challenge. Yes, and um, almost like a process to it. But
0: well, know. well, I want to, I want to go to what you're saying because uh, in in another pa- podcast we had talked about three levels of of division in relationship. One of them is annoyances. You know, like I know this may be a shock to you as your father-in-law, but I can be annoying. <laughs> I'm, I'm a loud talker because I don't hear very well. Um, I'm a I'm an mo- early morning person. I wake up at four thirty. I'm like, woo, let's go. And not everybody's a morning person, you know. And uh, and so I can be annoying. Annoying is is something that God calls us to bear with one another, you know. Um, There's just little idiosyncrasies about people, and and we just kind of let it go. Bear with people. You know, okay, they're a little odd.
1: We all have something, Oh, my gosh,
0: yeah. And so who am I to judge somebody else when, you know, like I feel like my wife Debbie deserves a trophy for living with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little perfectionist, and I'm a clean freak, and, you know.
1: Anyway. The, Shouldn't we all feel that way about our spouse, that they deserve a trophy for living with us?
0: Uh, yes, but I'm only going to refer to me.
1: <laughs> That's a healthy place to go in your mind, though, is my wife deserves a trophy. Yeah, there you go. Because if you look inward, you can see your your idiosyncrasies, your yep. annoying characteristics. Yeah,
0: so there's annoyances. <laughs> but then there's uh, what I call infractions, and that is in, in our everyday um Interactions with people, there's things that we will do that you know frustrate them, hurt them, you know, and uh, and so those are things where I can go to somebody and say, hey, I really want you to know, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Absolutely. Like I I had a deadline on a, on a project and I didn't get it done in time. Hey, I'm so sorry. Like you know when you go to a business and they're supposed to get something done and they don't, it is so refreshing. When the boss or you know the employee goes, "Hey, we're so sorry, and we'll get this done by."
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let me stop okay. you right there because yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my attitude, but there's been times in my life where I feel like I just don't. I don't want to hear another person say I'm sorry. I'm sick of everyone dropping the ball, and uh-huh. I have a hard time forgiving. Now, I think of myself as a pretty forgiving person, mm-hmm. but um, there's someone that comes to mind, and you know, it's like every conversation I have with this person, they're having to apologize for something. Oh, oh! now, now you're
0: getting to the third level. Oh, okay. oh see, so, you're, you're getting
1: ahead of us. That's where I was kind of <laughs> heading with this, is like, how to forgive that person.
0: Okay, now, I said there's annoyances. Infractions are something, like if I say to my wife, hey, you know, I'll, I'll see you at 5.30, and I get home at 6.15, no, no excuse, I just run late. That's an infraction. But let's say I repeat the action. Now you've got a situation where you got to go to conflict resolution. Mm. But, but in the infraction, I can forgive an offense. In a, a a repeated infraction, you have to do conflict resolution. Either way, though, I want to continue to move in forgiveness in my heart. Because again, you know, you you brought up something where you know, I'm tired of people saying I'm sorry. Well, I don't know that we should ever get to that point, mm-hmm. because maybe it it there's something where I have not forgiven, and it keeps building up, and it may be multiple people, mm-hmm. where it just people continue to just frustrate you, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, uh, again, I think in the repeat thing, I've got to I've got to go. Hey, have I been harboring bitterness toward others, because mm-hmm. it may be affecting somebody else who doesn't come through for me or whatever, because it does seem in our in our world today that. People don't tend to live their word.
1: Mm. Or up to our our expectations, right? Because where that takes me is if I really get to know someone, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to expect certain things for them. And we may not end up in any situations where they need to apologize because expectations were never disaligned.
0: Yes. You know, it's kind of interesting. This morning I I was reading uh, for this one business. I love reading Yelp reviews. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Yelp reviews are full of people who have not forgiven. (laughs) Right, (laughs) there are some people that just—if if if I could use the term—go off on a business, and I'm going, oh my gosh, (laughs) they're nowhere close. If they could burn the business down, they They, would do would do it. And I'm going, man, they are living with one heck of a lot of anger. Now, I I was involved in a situation yesterday and it was it was tenuous but what I was, what i was so pleased with is that the people that were involved and there was thousands of dollars on the table that were unaccounted for and and um and were again on the table and by the time we finished there was resolution there was forgiveness and we all walked away what could have been this ugly encounter was was, it left laughing and thumbs up. And I'm going, how does that happen? It was all believers that were involved in this situation, but, but there was forgiveness. And forgiveness just h- brings healing mm. to any situation if a person is willing to own up.
1: So you touched on two really interesting things to me there. One, they're all believers, right? So the standard that you're seeking is all level, right? And then the healing. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me ask you this. If you have a conflict with someone who's not a believer, you know, your Mm -hmm. morals aren't the same or Mm -hmm. your standards aren't the same. There can be a whole new level of complexity there, right?
0: There can be, you know, because you notice in that verse in in, uh, in Ephesians 4.32, it says, and forgiving one another just as God in Christ has forgiven you. So for a Christian, we have this unbelievable example of forgiveness. You know, like I remember when, again, my youth pastor said, hey, you hate your dad too much. And and. Where he got me was when he said, "Have you ever thought how much sin God forgave you?" And I'm thinking about it, going, "Yeah." He goes, "And so you can't forgive your dad." In other words, I got this mountain of debt that God forgave, and I got this little molehill comparatively of what my dad had done to me, and that was a game changer for me. I thought. That's what, what Paul is saying when he says, just as God in Christ has forgiven you.
1: It's that self examination.
0: Yeah. In other words, who am I to not forgive? Right. Now, again, um, you know, I, I could reverse the roles and me be the questioner. And that is, you know, why don't most people forgive? And, and you know, the answers are pretty clear. I think it, it's number one, a misunderstanding of forgiveness. And that is, when we forgive, people, again, hold on to this idea that somehow I'm letting the person off the hook, that they're not going to pay a price, that there's no justice. But that's not the concept of forgiveness. See, in forgiveness, I'm just canceling the debt. They may be off the hook with me, but they're not off the hook with the, the, the fruit of what they've done. What I, what I mean by that is like in, in Galatians, it says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So say um, somebody steals from me, you know, and, and and it could be a lot of money, it could be property. I may forgive that person and still take them to court. See, resentment is in the courts, resentment has to do you know, wow. with, with with the relationship, but they still owe me, you know. And uh, you know, I've had different businessmen who have talked about people stealing employees or whatever, and they've forgiven the person, so they don't hold resentment. But they've still required them to pay the money back, or they've had to go to court, or put a lien on their property. So there's still a, a, a reaping that a person has to go through,
1: mm-hmm. right? That's that's really interesting.
0: Yeah. So there. So again. Forgiving somebody doesn't get them off the hook. Right. And it isn't forgetting.
1: And let's go to more of an everyday situation. Okay, so let's just say someone is, you know, it's common for them not to show up on time. Okay? Mm. Yeah. So you could forgive them for not showing up on time, but do you trust them to show up on time next time?
0: No. In fact, this is where you have to be honest. See, um, in that passage in Ephesians... There's this classic in in verse uh, 25, it says, Lay aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with your neighbor, for we're members of one another. So let's say I have a friend who keeps showing up late, and I have a friend that does that. And and I'll say, hey, let's get together at four and literally i know he's going to get there at 4:20 4:30 and he regularly will text me hey I'll be right there pulling in the parking lot and i doesn't bother me a bit because nowadays with your cell phone and all of that and because i know he's late
1: mm-hmm.
0: i just bring work and i'm 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 totally good i might even show up late myself and but i don't I,
1: but you I, know that so you've invested in that person yeah and it, I I think that's such a huge thing that just bleeds into every part of our life when it comes to relationships is really getting to know people. Yes. Cuz I like again I would touch on the topic of expectations. Mm-hmm. When you when it when the expectations are met, you know, that's sort of, you know, how peace is found.
0: Yeah. But if if it really bothered me and he showed up late, then what I want to do is speak the truth. Right. Because later in verse 26 it says be angry Yet don't sin in your anger, and don't retaliate. Mm -hmm. See, if I if I'm unforgiving, I'll retaliate, Mm -hmm. I'll slander, I'll talk to people. You know, so and so is always late. He says he's going to be there. You know, I I get into this petty slander gossip. You know, or I might even retaliate. And then the Bible goes on to say, and don't let the sin, or don't let your anger, um, don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the devil an opportunity. In other words, when we're unforgiving, it gives the devil an opportunity to divide the relationship. You know, when you I, I deal with a lot of marriages, and one of the things is is most of the time when couples are coming in to see me, they're so bitter because they've let stuff go for so long. There, there's been a lack of resolution about a particular subject. So when it says, don't let the sun go down in your anger, get at the issue. So forgiveness is only canceling the debt. It doesn't mean the issue is dealt with. I still may have to deal with the issue. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the main reason people don't forgive is that they don't don't understand what it means, and they think the person is going to get off the hook. I think a third reason is I think it's natural to want to retaliate. Uh, you know, natural, you know, somebody hurt me. It's like the old Jewish thing, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You know, you do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Yeah, fairness. Jesus calls us to so much gr- or such a greater level of relationship where we actually work things out. We we mediate. We do conflict resolution to keep the peace.
1: One of your my favorite lines that you have is, if you want fair, go to the Orange County Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. but relationship is not fair,
0: it's not, and you know and and when you try to hold that that value you you get hurt you know it's like um like I'm kind of like the tasmanian devil when it comes to cleaning my wife uh, is 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 really clean, but it will take her much longer to clean the house than it would be mm-hmm.
1: You're whirlwind well, just whew, yeah. where did everything go, yeah.
0: And so I might, Boom, done. I I probably do more work around the house than she does, but it's not about a fair amount. It's about what works for us. And well,
1: how do you define work? Debbie gets real meticulous with certain things.
0: Oh, that that would I, be I true. I gotta advocate for my mother-in-law here. <laughs> oh, you you are such a kiss up. <laughs> but I will forgive you. You know she'll spend.
1: Days on end, going through the family albums, making sure they're in order and organized and inv- taking inventory. Well, oh, you've noticed that. <laughs> you know, uh, obviously, I relate with you. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're men. But um, the things that are important to me i debbie and i have this fun relationship and i always i have to sometimes probe at her to find it she always has a good reason for her projects that she gets into and she has passion you yes know, whether it's yeah. the family photographs or some piece of art or furniture whatever it is that she wants moved or organized and she works on it so diligently she'll explain when i finally get her to explain why she's doing it i'm always like that makes a lot of sense. If you would have told me that, I would have been a lot more understanding, you know, but it's so important, so important. And so, you know, like, cause she gets really, uh, things are so important to her. Yes, She's passionate about what she's doing. So love Debbie, just wanted to throw a little bone her way. Well,
0: that was really good. So, so let's go back to forgiveness. Okay. So again, it, number one, it's people misunderstand forgiveness. It does not let people off the hook. Um, People will hold resentment because it comes natural. In other words, I'm going to retaliate. I think another uh, reason people don't forgive, they've not seen good examples. See, like, you know, we've talked in this series on reciprocal life about the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. And if I think about forgiveness, I really want, like if I ever offended you, I would want you to forgive me. Just as you know, and I've always said this, and I can't even think of a time you've ever offended me, is that I would readily forgive you. And and the reason is, I want relationship with you. But But for me, I've had so many beautiful examples over the years of people who have genuinely, sometimes in tears, said, man, could you forgive me? Man, and when somebody comes with emotion, with genuine godly sorrow, man, how how crazy it would be for me to say, no, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to forgive. Mm-hmm. Now, again, still need to maybe rectify things, or if it's repeated action, we may need to talk. But forgiveness, canceling the debt, it frees up the other person, but it, it really frees up me.
1: Yeah. It's huge
0: for us. Yeah, like like in in James, we've used this verse on our podcast, and I'm not sure exactly which verse it is. It's in James five. Confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you might be healed. Yeah, I love that. So so when I confess and I'm praying, there's a forgiveness um, assumed in the in the verse, and then it says so that you might be healed. So when I forgive it really brings healing to me. I'm I'm free to enjoy my life. I'm free not to worry about running into that person. Or every time I think about that person, I just want to strangle them. I am free. And man, I'll tell you, freedom is one of the greatest gifts ever.
1: Mm. Yes, it is. You know, I, um, I talked to Crystal about this recently. And um, I'm so grateful she was able to kind of agree. And we had a great conversation. So I was explaining to Crystal that often she's home with the kids more than I am. So being at the house, she takes on a lot of the household responsibilities, cleaning dishes, doing laundry. And I was telling her how when I go in the morning to grab some fresh clothes and they're there ready for me and I go downstairs and I make a coffee and the kitchen's clean, it develops a confidence in me as I go into my day. Knowing that those things are handled, I can just – let go of that weight yeah you know because if i get up in the morning and i don't have the right clothes to wear and i'm scrambling to find clothes and go downstairs and the kitchen's a disaster and i have to move stuff out of the way just to make a coffee it just it shakes me up a little bit and i can't even i want i don't even want to leave the house until i can just get those things handled check those boxes and then i can kind of i'm very compartmentalized right and so like i can put that in a compartment that's finished and then i can go to work right and I, I went to work the other day, and she just dialed me in. I was mm. totally... I left the house so efficiently, and just, you know, I got in the car with my the mug that I liked that was clean, and I'm driving to work, I call her, and I go, I feel invincible. Thank you for doing the laundry and the dishes. And she's, like, laughing at me. She's like, I always do the laundry and the dishes. I was like, you know, but when it's done, and you know my schedule, and I just, I felt invincible. I was like, you really built me up by doing that. And she's like, well... Thank you for saying that. I love doing the dishes and laundry when when that's what it's it's producing. You bet, you so, bet. So, um, yeah, the freedom though, what you were talking about, the, I am free from those. I in the freedom produces an invincibility, a confidence in me, and the yes. same thing is true with relationship. You know, you can compartmentalize different areas where you need to forget. Like Crystal, we have a marriage, okay. We can be good in so many areas and maybe there's a little bitterness in some, you know, small thing like, you know, household chores or how we talk to the kids or Mm -hmm. how we spend time with friends or family, you know, like I compartmentalize everything. And sometimes if I let one little area go, I'm not free from that. And it compromises my confidence in everything.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's kind of what. It, sorry, there's a lot of backstory. No, no, no. no.
0: But but again, uh, it's just amazing how um, resentments can creep in and unforgiveness. We don't realize what it does to us. Like you know, I, I have a, a detox treatment center and called Lift Off. And as I as I interact with the clients, as I did yesterday, um, we were basically talking about this whole area of forgiveness. And it was so um, refreshing to have them express people that they were holding resentments toward and and why they did and it was what was so cool is well do you want to keep that or do you want to finally let that go and you know one one guy was just going it's it's been his dad he goes about the time I think I've forgiven him I haven't hmm. and his dad has been dead for six years and and I said you need to write him a letter man I said, do it. It still is churning in you. Sometimes you have to forgive again and again. Like Jesus was asked one day, you know, how often should we forgive? And in the Jewish system, seven times seven, in other words, do it often. Jesus raised the bar. He said, no, do it 70 times seven. Well, he doesn't qualify that it's different people. He just says, do it as often as needed. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to go on forgiving, especially if it's a parent, sibling, somebody you're close to. Another uh, one of the clients was talking about his parents, that he had so deeply hurt them through his addiction. And I said, have you ever told them? Because he was being genuine with me. He goes, no. I said, well, why don't you write a letter? And, and so for those who are listening on this podcast and for myself included, we, we need to evaluate, am I holding on to something? And if so, what is it that's keeping me from just communicating or, you know, again, in the case of the guy whose dad has been dead for six years, doing something to just be a symbol of, I'm done, I've forgiven them, I'm no longer holding resentment. And here's the promise, it, it's you're healed. Mm. You, you live in a much healthier way. And you know me, Michael, and you know my story. I lived so much in the early part of my adult life with so much frustration and bitterness and resentment. And you're so small and you're so feeble and you carry that weight.
1: You touched on something really important there. I think that, um, like for me, that if I've had bitterness or something towards someone I can just be driving down the road in my car and go there in my mind and go, okay, I want to forgive that person. That's not enough. You have to intentionally almost have an appointment, right? Mm-hmm. Like write a letter, right? That's a great sample, whatever it is. Like for me, when I need to deal with something, I go walk on the beach alone and I have a conversation with God Yeah. and, or, you know, maybe it's not the beach, maybe it's the mountains. I get away from things and, and just, you know, material items away from people. And I have an appointment with God, and that's where I really can receive that healing. Usually, yes. it takes some intent. It could be; it doesn't have to be how I do it. Writing a letter could be a way, right? Just going away from things and sitting down alone, or whatever it is. But the intentionality and the mm. devotion of some time, yes. I think, is required, right?
0: Yes. Well, and and you know what you're getting at too in, in that walk with God and, and getting alone and thinking and being silent and is that you know like going back to the greek philosophers and it's been attributed to aristotle socrates whoever said it it's brilliant the unexamined life is not worth living
1: oh i love that
0: and see if if i will examine and go hey how are my relationships and do like concentric circles say you're married so it's your wife then your kids then your grandkids then your close friends then your you know uh, extended friends, and, and, you know, on and on and on. And examine it. Examine it. How am I doing in relationship? And I will tell you, most people don't. Mm. They don't examine. Wow. They, and they live with this bitterness and resentment, and sometimes they're not even aware of it.
1: Uh, you know, I've never heard that, but I, I would say I do that I, daily. I take an inventory.
0: The, that's why you're one of the healthiest guys I know, and it's not just because you're my son. Well,
1: that's God's grace.
0: Well, but it's it, – okay. I get what you're saying. It is God's grace, but it is also your cooperation in his grace. In other words, you, you are intentional. You are healthy. That's why so many people want to hang around with you, it is that you're one of the healthiest guys I've, I know, because you do examine.
1: And what's interesting to me is I'm not sure how that developed in me. I think what what I could almost pinpoint it to is at a young age, being embarrassed in certain areas where I hadn't done that and ended up in situations where I was either embarrassed or I experienced disappointment. Mm. And so there's a, there's a part of me that strives to avoid that.
0: Yeah. I, I actually think, and you can, you can say I'm absolutely wrong, but I think there's actually three things. I think one is you have a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think when you do, He doesn't let you get away with bitterness. Mm. He revealed, the Holy Spirit reveals it. Yeah. So I think you're, you're centrally your relationship with God. I do feel that, that, um, that you examine your life and, and you have you know the pettiness that can go on in your own heart. You're aware of it and in others. But I also think the loss of your mother and dad at an early age, you more than most would understand the fragility of relationship. We're not promised tomorrow. Right. And and and, our wealth is found in relationship, and you care about relationships. You talk about relationships all the time, and, I mean, you're with people all the time. You you work hard to play hard, but your play is always with people.
1: Yeah, well, I work with people.
0: Yes, you do. You know. And you're successful because you, you're you healthy. You're a truth teller. Yeah. And, uh, and so going back to this area of forgiveness, gosh, I would just plead – Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, that you would do examine your relationships. There is a prize, which is a freedom and a peace that you can't have any other way. I I would close with this. Have you ever thought about the term road rage?
1: Not much.
0: I do. I read about it all the time. I've seen it happen. And, you know, people yelling out the window and all that. Where does that come from? Right. It didn't. It wasn't the incident on the freeway or the street. Sure, it was a pileup of unmet expectations of prior hurts, and a person finally explodes. Road rage is the ultimate sign of unforgiveness.
1: Yeah, very. You exposed out there when you see the guy rolling down the window, screaming at someone else that you don't know. (laughs) Hey. I, before, well, let's wrap this up, but yeah. there's a, there's an I I don't know if it's an adage or a line that you have shared with me that I love, and I'm, trying, I'm having a hard time to remember it, but it's, a, when a man has an accurate view of himself, what's that one you always say? Wow, you're going to
0: catch me on something I've said and I don't remember. Oh, um,
1: it's like, you're like, the healthy
0: man has an accurate view of himself or the successful. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's the definition of male. One who has an accurate view of himself and of God, God, and he steps into and makes order out of chaos. That's the truest definition, the Hebrew word for male. One who remembers who he is and who God is, and one who steps into and makes order out of chaos. Well, think about that. Making order out of chaos, in, in conflict, somebody's hurt me, I'm in chaos. When I step up, have an honest conversation, uh, whether I confess sin or they do, and I forgive or they forgive me. I'm making order out of chaos. Satan, the enemy, wants to destroy a relationship, and he does it through resentment and bitterness. Mm-hmm. So
1: we just have to live up to our label. There you go. We are. We're. This is mankind, right? We're all man. Is that a hold to women? Yeah? Uh, no. No, that's no, that's just man. <laughs> no.
0: no it's, just, it, it's attributed to males. But, you know, again, uh, like women go, why are you guys always trying to fix things? Because yeah. that's who we are. That's right. who we should be. Step up. And get it done for the benefit of relationship.
1: Okay. Well, as always, you can reach out to us, Relationship by the Book at Outlook.com on social media. Thank you so much for listening. And um, what should we expect next week?
0: Well, we're going into another area of reciprocal life, and that is confront. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. This is the thing of truth telling. And uh, Jesus never called us. Uh, to be nice. He called us to be truthful, speaking the truth in love. So we're going to talk about um, confronting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. That'll be, uh, because I'm all about kindness, which I guess being nice and being kind are two different things, but that'll be a fun topic. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Thanks, Michael. All right.
0: Thanks.